Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Season 1, Episode 1, New World Order. All that and more right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. And we have in our producer chair, Jay Scotty St. Clair. How you doing, Jay Scotty? Doing fantastic. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you guys doing? Thanks for thanks for being here. It's exciting. Um, all right. <laughs> thanks for coming out. We are very, very excited to uh, to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, man, it's just, just, I can't believe it's here. Right, guys? Man, last week was awful. There, like, <laughs> a, a Friday came without content, and I started getting like PTSD flashbacks of the year and a half without anything. I'm like, no, no, I can't go back. I can't go back. Just having straight up withdrawals after nine, eight weeks of yeah. constant content. Yeah. And then we get this this show, and then the first thing they do is lead us into a badass sequence of just like epic proportions. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just absolutely expert level Marvel. Like, I can't even can't even imagine where this is going to go. Like, if it started this huge, um, and and it's the slow burn that it's taking with introducing the characters and stuff. Like, I am just so so excited. Um, really, really wonderful stuff. Yeah, like uh, Jay Scotty and I were were talking while you were grabbing water before the cast. Um, it's kind of crazy that like this feels like a movie, like we're watching a movie and like the, the amount of like, we, we talked about it, you and I met like, you know, however long ago when we first discovered like what their budget was per thing, like for the whole yeah. series, like it it's looks like it, <laughs> like it, it really looks does. like they put all that money into it. I'm wondering if every episode will be this high per, per production level or if this was like a, we're going to start it out so big that you can't say this is not high production value. And then it's going to be a lot more like smaller <laughs> stories because the rest of the episode was very, pretty small, you know, it was pretty contained. Um, but man, that, that, that beginning and, and the whole thing was wonderful. Anyway, I guess we'll get into it. Um, anything you want to say about the episode before we get started, Jay Scotty, or before we, before you head into your feedback cave? Well, yeah, sounds good. I mean, <laughs> I'll just say I'm over here on the West coast, so it's a little bit earlier for me, but I was so excited that, I was up at like 4.45 with, without wow. any issues, wide awake. And they really did just like start off with such a bang. I will just say for, for my money, the best Falcon action sequence we've seen, bar none. So it really is that cinematic quality and really excited to see where they go from here and, and really excited to get your guys' thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, we excited about the show, not excited about it to get my thoughts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can but, be excited about that. It's okay. But the... Uh, yeah, mentioning that scene, the thing that blew me away that we don't get much out of uh, Marvel content really was the fact that like he seemed really vulnerable by making Sam Wilson not a super soldier. Um, man, like he, I felt danger for him the entire time. While he, every time he got hit by something or flipped or whatever, like almost hit something, I was like, oh, if he hits that, he's dead. Like he is just yeah. a human being up there. Oh yeah. yeah, that was that was a big difference from anything we've seen really from Marvel ever. Yeah, yeah, and like 
in that uh, in that opening sequence with you know guns go or, or uh, you know guns firing like there's real consequences there like yeah if he like cap can probably take a bullet and keep ticking but like that's gonna put sam down for a little bit probably right absolutely all right, well, Jay Scotty, we're going to uh, send you to your feedback cave, uh, and we'll be back. We'll bring you back for the end of the show here. Sounds good. I'll be on standby. Sweet. I will have my mission report. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Mission report 319-2021. Exactly. <laughs> okay, man, let's just get into this. Let's dig into this uh, episode. What can I even say? It's just like freaking, it's a freaking movie. And I can't believe it's not a movie. I can't believe this isn't the Falcon and Winter Soldier movie following up in game, you know? Like, I'm upset that it's only 50 minutes of of the episode. Like, I need so much more of this right now in my eyeballs. Give it to me, Marvel. I know you have it. Give it to me. Yeah, you're just sitting on the shelf. You got five more. You're not even using it. I can't. I mean, like, like I said. Total movie quality, and yep. we've got five more of them coming, and it was oh, 50 yes, minutes. That's the other thing. We, you know, we're starting a little later than we like to on, on Fridays, but part of that is like the episode was so much longer than we're used to. We've been doing these WandaVision 30-minute, 30 35-minute episodes. This was 50 yeah. minutes. Yeah, and that like that's another that's that's another thing that uh, that I guess we need to mention is like the the difference in tone and the difference in like content. Like there's no difference in quality. The 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 production quality on Wandavision was top shelf, but sure. like this is a very different show compared yeah. to Wandavision. Like Wandavision threw you into a mystery right out of the gate, and you're wondering what the hell is going on here. You know they gave you two episodes in the first week, but it was still just like we're just we're looking around with our hands up. Like I don't know what the hell's going on in the first two episodes, and this one yeah. is like. This is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier immediately. Like, this is almost like their epilogue after the events of Endgame. Right. Like, we kind of got a, a Spider-Man one and, like, following his events afterward with Far From Home. But then this one was basically that for these guys. It also feels very much like Winter Soldier 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. from the very beginning, I, I believe they were using actual Winter Soldier music when he's jumping out of that plane, like, or at least very similar music. Um, yeah. when the, when the, when the, when the t- title credits for Falcon Winter Soldier came up, they looked like spy thriller credits. Um, yeah, they did. it looked like classic 70s spy thriller stuff. And like, that's exactly the vibe I got this entire time. Yeah. I mean, look at that logo. That logo is incredible and yeah. it fits the, fits the genre perfectly. Like the fact that Marvel can do this where they like, they create a show where like it starts off being super weird and and it's a sitcom it's a sitcom but it's kind of creepy and kind of has horror vibe mm-hmm. and then it goes into like a different thing every uh, every episode and you know takes you through the ages of sitcom and then eventually becomes this like magical witchy tale and then like immediately two weeks later drop a show that is like absolutely a follow-up to you know civil war and uh and the winter soldier and you know it it feels like that that continuation of the spy thriller genre like they were they were able to just flip it on on its head and all of this is coming from the same studio. It's crazy that that they've got this going for them. And then, like Loki's going to be a crime drama. Like, sign me up. 
I like I was yeah. already signed up. We're doing the podcast. We've been doing the podcast for like six and a half years, whatever. But <laughs> sign me up again. I want to do yep. another podcast about the same content. Yeah, let's just start MCU Cast 2.0, <laughs> yeah. where we just yeah. are covering the same thing every week. Just I don't know. Again. <laughs> just again. We'll call it Tim and the other guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> it's I, perfect. It, I the other thing that I really, really like. I've always loved Sam Wilson and that's why I was excited that they decided to pass the shield to him in Endgame because mm-hmm. I've thought for a long time that Sam was the better choice. Um, but uh, I loved Bucky in this like more than right. I've ever loved Bucky before. They actually did the work of building a character that I really care about. Oh yeah. And he got more lines in this than he has had in like a long ass time. I'm not sure he's ever had this many lines in all of the media because he's the quiet stoic, like warrior type. And in this, he's like trying to return to a normal life. That, that scene where the um, therapist asked him, uh, he talked about how he'd been at war for 90 years and like, well, you've been at war for nine years. What do you want now that, now that you're, now, now, and he said, I want peace. And she's like, bullshit. That is utter bullshit. That was hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then he responds, you're a horrible therapist. Yeah, you're terrible shrink. <laughs> I love his commentary about her. Like, his little quips where he's just like, that's passive aggressive. Like... <laughs> It felt like it felt like those stupid little little like aside quips that I do through the show, but like actually funny. Right. And I just I love I love everything about Bucky and and watching him try to integrate into society. The old man asking for a date on his behalf. And he's just like, dude, why would you do that? I'm sorry for him. Like, it was just so great. It's like. The the fact that he's friends with the old man, Yori, I believe his name was. Yori, yep. I loved it so much and like the depth of it. It was it had so many levels of depth because he meets the guy the guy and you're like, Oh, they think it's cute. All his friends around him are like, Oh, it's it's neat that you're friends with this old man. But no, it's yeah. just like a guy that would get he'd get along with because he has more in common with a guy who's that old, you know? Yeah. Who's in his nineties. <laughs> yeah. And then you start to peel the layers back and you find out that he is also, uh, someone, someone that is the father of someone that he killed. Like that's yep. so freaking heartbreaking. And the fact that he can't lose that friendship. It's like the only friendship he has, it feels like it's like one of his only friends and he can't yeah. lose it. So he like is refusing to make that amends that he needs to make. And I am so sad that at some point in this series, we're going to have to have that scene where he finally admits it. And oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be horrible. It's already breaking my heart. Me too. I don't want it to happen, but I know that's where we're going dramatically. And like, it's just so good. <sighs> it's really great relationship building on that, on that side. I actually really liked the Winter Soldier stuff. Like, I loved that first scene of Falcon in the fight. And, 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 I, and I enjoyed his sister. It was uh, interesting. But it's like, it's a little less, um, I don't know, it's a little less evocative to me for some reason. Um I liked it. Uh, yeah. I guess I guess like the money problems storyline, which is very important, and like especially the like the sort of uh, as she said, um, I guess the uh, racial component r- related yeah. to them not being able to get alone, and how their father was a legend, but this guy doesn't even know them because it's like their community is different. Like all of that is super interesting, but like for on a personal level, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. 
that 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 story of Buck being out of time. I mean, it's Cap again. You know, it's that very yeah. Cap-like storyline of well, man out of it's, time. It's Cap again, but it's the other side of the coin where like he's out of time, but he's skipped through time. Right. While also being completely not in control of himself. Yeah. And so a villain like, and having to make him the making amends thing is genius. I love, love yes. it. Yes. Oh my God. And like him having nightmares of his time as the winter soldier is like, it's breaking my heart for him, but it's also like so genius storytelling. Yeah. And he was like, I had a bit of calm in Wakanda and then like now when he's not when he's not there, he's having nightmares and he's sleeping on the floor, waking up to a soccer game on TV. Like it's just it's so good. And like that sequence, that sequence, Matt, that sequence when he when he was the Winter Soldier and he mm-hmm. like punched through the wall and ripped the guy through it and then like drop kicked the other guy through the hole and like kill everybody right there was so badass it's like so badass. badass so badass and and of course they didn't prepare us for that with like this is going to be a dream sequence so i'm sitting there going like okay what's happening yeah like did he revert did he go back who read the words yeah exactly i kept expecting him to like pull the thing off and be like oh no i'm just joking or something like i was just pretending <laughs> gotcha. to be the winter soldier to stop some mob bosses or something and then right. so i did not expect him to pull the trigger on that last guy like i thought he was gonna walk up to the guy and be like you know run or something you know like whatever uh and yeah. then he shot him and, and it was tragic and like awful like i I felt really yeah. bad for him uh waking up from that memory it was awful yeah man when uh when yori said um my son died and i don't know how it happened the police said wrong place wrong time it immediately clicked in my brain and i was like oh, oh no like it, i said out loud on the couch with my wife i went oh no <laughs> i did not get it until we see the uh the picture in, in Yuri's apartment. That was when I, oh, I was like, man. oh gosh, I get it now. Because I was like, the, the way he was reacting to the talk about his son, I was like, what, what, why is he reacting that way? And it had me thinking like, did Winter Soldier have a son? Because we know he had like a girlfriend uh, right. that he, before he went off to war, like I was like, maybe he had a son that he's found out about and who has died since because it's been 160 years, you know? And that like, he's sad that he missed his son's life or something. Like I was like, where were the, where are they going with this? And then it turns out, you know, that's it. Yeah. It's crazy. See, I was thinking that, um, that Yori might be like an old friend from, uh, from the war days. Like that, that was the first thought I had was like, you know, that's it's old friend that uh, he'd that have to be pretty had. young. I don't know. He'd have to be because he's 106, which means. Right. Yeah, it would be weird. It would be weird for him to have actual friends from that time unless they were like yeah, very mean, young. Because how old was he when he fell? Been, like 30? Something like that. So um, anyone alive would have had to have been like 20 ish. So it's possible he could have like platoon mates that are still alive, but it would well, be not, rare. Not just platoon mates, but like if it could have been like the paper boy on the corner that he was a mentor for sure, sure. back in the day. That's true. You know, could have been like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was wondering if it would be family uh, when I first saw, like I didn't see that he was a uh, Japanese at first and I saw like an old man, the, the like an old man walking next to him. Yeah. And I thought we were about to Hunched get over old man. Yeah. I thought we were about to get the old, like this is my son storyline or something like that. Or like, this is my grandson. Oh, yeah. This could have been his grandson for that matter. Like someone who's like further down his lineage or something. Um, but then he walked out of the shadows. And I was like, Oh, okay, no, that's not it. Uh, so I was like constantly wondering what this connection was between oh, the two man. of them. And what a tragic connection. And 
I just I just thought Bucky was super funny and like cool yeah. in this in a way that I've never I've always loved Sam and I loved Sam in this but I think like the thing that stood out most to me in this episode was how much I loved Bucky because I don't think I've ever felt that way about Bucky yeah like we got some personality out of him yeah people were always saying you know he, yeah of course he's gonna be the next cap um, because that's what the you know that's what happens in the comics and I was always like eh, eh maybe but I don't like it he's never really shown off that personality <laughs> but this he was so funny stopping that little mm-hmm. cat hand from swaying was really funny. <laughs> that had uh, that had uh, Tony in Iron Man two vibes when he stopped the the motion thing on yeah. Pepper's desk. Yes, he's just like, oh god, stop this, please. <laughs> they, and then when it kicked back up again, like when it slowly got back into the the waving, and he was he's looking at it just like, oh, kind of eyeballing it. Yeah, yeah. Really good. And his his uh, I'm 106 years old. And then when she laughs, he laughs too. But then like stops laughing abruptly when she looks yeah. away. Like he's the, he's got that awkward laugh of like wasn't actually a joke. Oh. Yeah, that's a really. I wonder. I wonder though if he can like if Bucky can actually say anything to anybody. Like you know, Cap got frozen in time because he was back. You know, he was that happened to him, but like the same sort of thing kind of also happened to me, but in like a much worse way. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, and I, think, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think he can. I think he can tell people probably. I mean, they can't stop him, but like. Right. He, he has some words from coming out of his mouth, but I don't think he wants to probably like if I were him, I would be like, there'd be a lot of sh- and I, clearly he has a lot of shame built up around yeah. that. Uh, his time as Winter Soldier, those those dreams and stuff. I love that his little his book of uh, people to make amends with uh, has two sides. There's there's one side for all the people that he helped put him in power that were not good people, like mm. the senator Senator Atwood. But then on the other page, it was people that he's hurt and that he's got to try to to like help their life again and do something good for them and and try to enrich it to maybe try to help feel not so bad for it like yeah. help correct the guilt it's just a double it's a big spread of guilt pages and yeah i feel like we are i'm i'm, I'm being super focused on bucky because i'm really blown away by how much i liked him because i wasn't that yeah. excited about him and I, I liked him so much and also i feel like and maybe it's because they're doing a lot of work to try to rehab that character that they i feel like short shrifted throughout the um the course of the movies yeah but like as much as I'm excited for Falcon or Soldier and the storyline, the red-handed people and all that stuff, uh, to whom do you serve? <laughs> all the Soromon <laughs> people, I'm very excited for yeah. it. But like, I when, when she said, "Who do you want to? What do you want to do now? What do you want to do now?" And then he's like making amends. I want that show so bad. I realize yes. it's season one of the Arrow, but I want that so bad. Right? Like, <laughs> um, not exactly. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Well, the left page is right. Him waking up and, and thinking about the time he killed Yori's son is so sad. And then thinking about that, like every episode could be a thing, that, a horrible thing that he did. Like I, I, I'm imagining like the 70s version of the Hulk, right? Where he's like going yeah. from town to town. Was it 70s? I think. Anyway, he's going from town to town, like fixing it's the, almost like Kung Fu the amends. legend continues yeah around, like around I could totally see him making amends and you like <laughs> build the backstory of Hydra and you could absolutely have different moments connect to different heroes throughout the time like he could encounter Peggy Carter and Hank Pym in whatever like I want I want more of this story as and I don't think we're going to get it in this show because I think we're going to turn towards 
the, the, the bigger arc of the, what the Falcon Winter Soldier need to come together to do. But like, right. I am suddenly way more interested in the Winter Soldier story than I've ever been before. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, a hell of a ride for him. And or rather, you imagine that it's been a hell of a ride for him because we haven't seen that much of him. And then we get this like instant. Uh, I don't want to say instant backstory, but like instant clarification of like, oh, shit, he's got to deal with this. Because like in Civil War, we thought, you know, or at least I did. It, it seemed like he didn't really remember uh, anything of, of his time as the Winter Soldier, because like, you know, he he was in the vice and he was like, what did I do? Who did I hurt? Like, tell me what happened. Um, and then, you know, Cap was saying, like, you know, none of that was under your control. You were brainwashed. Like, you know, it wasn't you doing those things. It wasn't your fault. And he's still like, but I did it like, but I did those things. And mm. now we get to see that he actually has some sort of memory of those things and it's haunting him. And yeah. it's like instant pathos, like instant backstory. And it's, it makes sense. And it's, they built so much foundation for that character to just immediately be like, let's open this door. Oh, look, it's all like, it's a fully furnished room. Well, I think it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I th this thing is like, there's a lot of rich story. Yeah. dancing under the surface of the winter soldier that I want more, more of, I guess like, that's the thing yeah. is like they opened up like this future of him making amends and this past of him being the winter soldier and like badass fight scenes that we could see. Like th there's just so much there. And as much as I, you know, like, so let's, let's turn to the Falcon though, because obviously he's a big part of this show that we are not focusing on <laughs> enough at all. He's um, the first name. <laughs> And he's, he is the first him. He is the legacy of Cap. And I did really enjoy, I mean, Rhodey, Rhodey showed up. And then like getting, showed up. getting to see Rhodey and him have that conversation about, you know, the shield and what it means um, yeah. and him turning it down. And, and that's the big reveal at the end of this episode is that there's a new Cap that uh, yeah. we all want to punch his face, right? That's like a real punch. Oh my God, I want to punch his face. He's, he looks so smarmy. Like, yeah. He just the way that he he smiles and like the way it, like I know that the man can't fix the way his face is shaped, but like <laughs> and, and you know because I can't either and I I would love to be able to change a few things, but like his face was just so punchable and I was like God and the way he winks I'm like you're not Cap you're not Cap put that down that's not your shield. <laughs> like, it doesn't belong to you. We are just so set up to hate him from the beginning, and it's going to be interesting going forward. Um, I, and like, it's, this is classic storytelling. Resisting yeah. the call is like the first thing you do in a, in, in like the classic story circle. You know, you resist yeah. the call, and so Falcon resisted the call, and it has led to someone else taking up the shield, and that is no good. Like we're all very upset about it. I feel like, and they didn't even have to have this new cap do anything shitty. We just all hate him immediately. Yeah. Just right out of the gate because they didn't. Well, rather we don't, we don't know if the government asked Sam to be the new cap, like, you know, please do this for us. You know, we know that, you know, you know we know that, you know, caps legacy and that you'll honor it. Um, and oh, yeah. we know that, that, you know, you were, you were his best friend and you're the best person for it. Like we didn't see any of that. They might've done that, but because we didn't see any of that, we can't say that they did. And it, it pretty much immediately leads us to 
him like giving back the shield being like, you know, this is this belong. It belongs in a museum in a very Indiana Jones way. <laughs> but, like him saying this belongs to cap. It's not mine. I can't take it up. And then being like, Oh yeah, you did the right thing. Thank you for that. Hey, white guy, here's the shield. Be cap. Like, yeah, it's real shitty. Yeah. And, and we're, it is. we're led to believe that it's really shitty. And systemic racism is such a well, you know a prevalent thing in society. It feels like it's drawing on that. And I think that's I think that's a po- I think that that will be a point they make. I hope I hope that's a point that they make. I really do, yeah. especially as as we've said, um, the, the tying that to the storyline of the bank and how they talk oh, about his, his father being a legend and 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 like they, the, these people don't even know him. You know, it's like these two well, communities that have been split up and like like. You don't even know how important our father was to the black community, but like y- you over here in the banks don't even know and won't won't support us. Um, yeah, it doesn't even matter with that though. Yeah, like, he's the Avenger, and he doesn't even. Know. Yeah, he is. You were talking to Sam Motherfucking Wilson. Yeah, like this is the Falcon. You know, he helped save the world multiple times. Yeah. Like what the hell are you doing? Well, and, and, and telling this man, no, I can't approve you for a loan. They do for not, a loan? they do not telegraph anything <sighs> racial there technically with like the idea that uh, they won't, uh, he won't give him a bank loan. It's not because of the racial issue, but it is from a systemat- systemic point, you know, like the, right. the, the, uh, you know, it just, the, they, they have not been able to, you know, thrive as much financially. And then you, and then you got the idea that they point, they touch on here, which is like, who's paying the superheroes and like, they only have goodwill and you like, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot going on there and I'm interested to see where they're going with it. Cause I really thought we were going to, they were going to attack this problem a little more directly, I guess. Um, because it, it seems a little opaque right now. There's a lot of like pieces sort of floating around about like, they haven't directly done anything with like, like the banker was not directly racist or like the banker was or like whatever. And it wasn't like a, a direct racial element. Like I, we had talked about leading up into this. We knew there was going to be this kind of sort of alternative Captain America. And we thought it might, it might be a little bit of racism. Like he's, he is cap. And then they're, they're like, no, no, we'll, we'll pick who's cap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, instead it turns out that Sam turned down the mantle, which is like, it, it sort of like removes a little of the complication. I think we were expecting from the story. And so now they've kind of, kind of infused that with some meaning going forward. You know, I don't, I don't think that they've necessarily removed the complication of it being uh, race driven. I think that they just haven't looked at it fully yet. I think that they haven't fully opened the door because it would probably, and I hate to say it, but it would probably turn off a lot of the, uh, a lot of the head head buried in the sand white people that are just like, well, I'm not racist and I don't talk about it. Right. So and obviously, so the, there's no racism in the so world. So that's the thing. That's the thing I'm worried about, and that's the thing I've been saying for months. There's a there's a clip in the um, trailer where he says this the, the shield. There's a lot of there's a lot of complicated history behind this shield. Yeah. And we've been talking about like maybe they would go with the comics origins of the shield or like the comics origins of the Captain America serum and like mm-hmm. and talk about how the, the 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 black platoon of soldiers that was experimented on and all this stuff with, which they did in comics. Um I am worried because it's Marvel and because they keep things pretty like politically ambiguous, we'll say. Um, generally speaking that they're not going to go even as far as to like 
even open the door on the racism. Cause like I said, even with the banker, the banker loved him. Banker was not like, we don't, we won't serve your community. The banker was like, Oh, I absolutely love you. These financials are just not in order. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it kind of like gives the whole thing. It, it removes the racism from the storyline in a way that is not true to life. And that is a thing that Marvel doesn't, Marvel doesn't step on those toes much because like you said, half the country likes to bury their head in the sand and not think about it. So I kind of wish they would be a little bolder because I don't think they are being bold yet. I think that the black community would probably disagree with you in that there, there are people that are just like, I love, you know, I love you. I love you, Mr. Black man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a great football player. You're a great basketball player. You're a great, oh, sure. you're a great celebrity. You're a great Avenger, whatever. Like you are a great person in this thing that I love watching you do. You're a minstrel for me. And uh, but when it comes down to like brass tacks and actually like doing business and 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 doing, you know, good things for them, they're just like, ah, eh, no, but there's rules that I have to follow that are just kind of set up against you. Sorry. Oh, well, nothing I can do. I can't help you because of your status or anything like that. When we know, like, you know, anybody, any other Avenger walking through the door would probably have gotten a loan. That is possible. I, 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 won, I wonder, like, I, and that's, I, I guess, I guess I'm not, I'm not saying there's not racism and it's de- there's definitely systemic stuff going on um, that they, that they touch on glancingly. My, my point is that Marvel doesn't normally go directly at it. Yeah. And, and I don't know that they're going to, I thought this show might be a little more directly at it because of the, some of the things in the trailer. And, and, and yeah, I, well, I don't We also know. thought that Zemo was going to be there and he wasn't there. <laughs> true that's true it, it definitely could get more more direct in the future and i, I don't know uh, i don't know how 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 much it will um yeah. it's kind of it's honestly like because of the political climate in america it's kind of really difficult to not get into that you know and like it's it's been difficult for us to keep it out of the show especially with um I'm sorry, with out of our show, the MCU cast. Yeah, the yeah one that we're for sure. Recording on <laughs> because of like, you know, things like Black Panther and Luke Cage. Like it's been really difficult to avoid the the topic of racism in America and, and be an escapism podcast. But like, I kind of feel like the show is going to go down that that road. Uh, right. At least a little bit. Right. And and, and we and, and to be clear. Uh, we, we, we generally keep this uh, podcast fairly apolitical, but most of that is because the content is mostly apolitical. Um, we do other podcasts right. and that the content like the boys, uh, which is much more political, we will get more political. Um, yeah. And also we've said it in the past, but I don't think civil rights is politics. Like there's two different things. There's two, there's, there's discussions over like who's right about it how we should spend be. our money. It shouldn't be. Um, so that's why we're a little, yeah. I think we're both a little more okay talking about those things as we have a, a bit in the past, but not a ton. Right. Anyway. <laughs> circling back. Circling back. I think we got a new thirst target. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Yeah, I think we got uh, a new thirst target in Torres. Oh. Yeah. I dig it. I liked Torres a lot. Just yeah, Torres was beginning. a, he's, he seems like he's going to be a really great sidekick kind of, uh, you know, plucky human or I don't want to humans, not the right word, <laughs> a plucky, regular guy, sidekick, um, humans, not wrong. 
plucky non-super soldier, non-hero, um, which could change because uh, there's apparently something going on with the serum or something. I looked. Uh, I looked up something. This is going to be something we throw on the board. Um, oh no! There is a Joaquin Torres in comics okay. who is a sidekick of Falcon, or rather, a sidekick of Sam Wilson when he becomes Captain America. Okay. He gets like uh, some experimentation done on him and like grows feathery wings and stuff, and like he becomes Falcon. So he takes on the role of Falcon when Falcon becomes Cap. So okay. we might get some of that going, maybe. Like, maybe he hands him the suit, and, like, you fly these, you use these wings? Who asked if he can use the wings? So, is it one of his friends? Uh, it was Carlos, one of his friends back <laughs> in Nola. Yeah. But, like, they, they kind of allude to it in that, like, when Torres walks up to him uh, in, the, in the city, and he's like, you know, hey, maybe you can, and it was in Tunisia, he was like, maybe you can try, and Sam was like, could you not? Like, they were, they were kind of... Uh, they were having, uh, you know, that quippiness over uh, electronic talk and and kind of the um, the nerdism of like being a, a an electronics tech, you know, right there. So like, if he's got ideas about how the wings can work, I very much expect him to eventually get the wings and use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that could I, I I dig it. I dig it. I think that's fun. Yep. Um, I definitely think Torres has potential to do more, and I, and you're probably right that that is the Torres from comics. If 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 Falcon has a sidekick named Torres, I think that's not even a stretch. Yeah, put it on the board. <laughs> so let's talk about the overarching like sort of villainy here that's happening uh, with the Flag Smashers. For, we we got two big things. We or really three things. Like it, it sounds like during the blip, the world was more unified. That's that they said. They said that 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 now that now that everyone's back, old borders are going up. Old, like you know what I mean. And like the old ways are coming back. Yeah, and because we uh, got everybody back, we're no longer unified. Yeah, exactly. And and so the flag smashers are a group that believe that things were better during the blip. Yeah, and it sounds like the main thing that they're talking about is the fact that borders kind of fell and the world unified over the fact that they needed to come together to like survive. Right. 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 Which is such a, like, that's a real thing. And like, that's a good message. Yeah. And that's like, that's the, that's the issue with that is that like, this is supposed to be like a terrorist organization and you know, the bad guys or whatever, but like their message is on point. Their message is good. Well, here's the thing. Like that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at is the fact that like put it on the board, I guess. Like, I don't think the flag smashers are the bad guys. Yeah, like so far we haven't seen them do anything bad except for fight Torres, and they didn't kill him; they threw him down. I thought he like uh, broke his back. They robbed for a, a bank. They they robbed a bank. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I if they, <laughs> but I, banks need to be robbed. Robbing a bank. <laughs> also, do we know was it a bank? Do we know it was a bank? Uh, I was. A, it looked like it was a Swiss bank. Okay, I I saw I, the Swiss signs. I didn't see what they were robbing. Sorry. I will perform my duties as a producer. Let me queue up Disney Plus here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check it out. Let us know. Um, I thought I thought it might be something other than a bank. I thought they might be preparing for something else or something. I don't know. It didn't. I I wasn't sure what they robbed. Um, uh, Castle Bank. Okay, it was a bank. Yeah. Well, okay. I already had the tab open, Scotty. Sorry. Uh, out producing me already. <laughs> <laughs> 
producing circles around you over here, Jeff. Come on, let the guy do his thing. <laughs> He's doing great. He's handling the chat, which I cannot do. Yeah, we can't do that and have a conversation ever. A lot of thirst to cut through. A lot of thirst. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's panning for gold and like all of the thirst is the, the, the water. water that he's yeah. got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I apologize that me and Jeff uh, are both uh, cisgendered males and we don't have thirst for these characters. I know that is a lot of what people are looking for in a discussion about the show. <laughs> I can appropriate the thirst really easily. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure people have wondered about me, uh, <laughs> you know, about my sexuality, with as much as I've been like, "That's a man right there. Yeah, that's what a mm-hmm, man looks like." Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with you. The very attractive <laughs> gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> he is a gentleman. He brought her roses. Right. That's so sweet. Right. Uh, anyway, I was getting at the fact that I think the flag smashers. They may, they may be doing some low-level crime, but I bet their goal might be an overall, maybe not good. They might not be good guys. I'm not saying that. But I think that something to do with, like, like the fact that Cap showed up in the last scene and that, that they said, um, they said, uh, the world has he heroes, but America needs heroes again. It felt right. like a very, like, America, we're putting our borders back up. And we're gonna yep. be we're gonna be uh, this is building a wall. Yeah, this is sure, sure. If we want to go the political route, it's a very America first message. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the problem, I guess. Is like, you know, Cap- Steve Rogers was a Captain America for the world. You know, he yes. was he was leading the charge, but he was protecting the world, and that's that's how he felt about it. But then this guy, this corporate Captain America, feels very. And, you know, this is how a U.S. agent was and and, uh, whatnot in the comics. Like, it's very, you know, it's very America first. I have to protect America, protect America at the detriment of anybody else uh, from anywhere. So Mm. uh, and I hate to bring up the politics again, but like that's part of the racism. And and I feel like Torres xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a lot of xenophobia. It, like, but Torres being uh, in the in the comics, he's from Mexico and immigrated to Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I kind of feel like he, uh, him being Falcon, is maybe going to put some people off of like, why can't there be a white guy that's, you know, one of these heroes? Mm. But like, there's already so many white guy heroes. I mean, you know. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's circle back away from the politics. Escapism, escapism, escapism. <laughs> well, I think it's okay to talk about the the fact that like it's okay to talk about things that are brought up in the episode, which is like what we do here, uh, which right. is the idea that it seems like the flag smashers. They're at least they're the only goal we know about is that they want to bring the world together in a sense of like you know the world being unified, uh, right and. Literally, our Captain America at the end of the episode wants is a we we they they state he's like not for the world he's for America and it's right. like I, I just see that as like that tension is going to be interesting because I don't think that that's going to be a uh, you know I don't think Captain America this new Captain America is going to be on the side good side and the Flag Smashers are going to be wholly on the wrong side yeah yeah it's it's definitely shades of gray yeah 
it's I, I think there's definitely going to be shades of gray to it because it's going to be like our our Falcon and Winter Soldier, our Bucky, our Buckbee combo, if as we've been calling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be you know against the flag smashers because it's like you got a good message but you're doing it the wrong way, and then they're going to be against this corporate cap and you know what a dollar. I, I think I spotted in the chat Dollar General Captain America, but like <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be against him because you know he's he's not doing the right thing for cap but then like those two are going to be against each other and they're going to be like you guys are, you guys have a good message but you're doing it the wrong way you guys have a good message you're doing it the wrong way like let's just all do things the right way and they're going to have to fight it's going to be a, a three direction fight uh, a fight triangle if you will <laughs> a hate triangle no because <laughs> you usually love triangle but it's right. a fight triangle right. a hate triangle i get it yeah um okay so I, I, I'm just I'm interested to see what that what happens with the flag smashers and like I don't know from my perspective unifying the world and all the countries helping each other is a good thing uh, right. for the most part. Like, geopolitical borders are re- fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah, like you know that's a complicated issue, but like yeah, I- I- at least uh, to the point that like we look across a border and acknowledge the humanity and other people and try to do things that are good for everyone. Not just, not just people in our own borders. Um, so in that, in that respect, I, I, I agree with you. Um, (laughs) I don't know. You know, the, the, you, you took a very extreme stance and I had to be like, okay, I, I guess sure no borders. I don't know if I can completely go with no borders, but like that's, that is a weird and very complicated issue. Let's not go there. I, yep. That I, is, I that is an argument that we are not uh, properly equipped to have. You know, you talk uh, about, talk about, we talk about the politics that are brought up in the show. Well, I guess that is kind of brought up in the show. <laughs> it's, not, it's not completely not there. Yeah, uh, flag exactly. smashers. You know, yep. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're we're gonna see what like uh, yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. We got a we got another uh, we got another civil war situation of like, are you team Cap or team Tony? No, no, it's team. Uh, it could be team Cap and team flag smashers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're gonna go that uh, hero heroic with the flag smashers, where we'll be able to choose their side. But maybe I don't know. We'll maybe. see. We will see. Maybe I love that there's a, an actual like solid message that they're going with, and that it's something that you know, just like at face value, much you know, on paper, like communism sounds great, <laughs> but like in practice, much like communism, um, <laughs> maybe not the best, but right, you know, it's it's that sort of thing where like it's a good message, but you know, like Killmonger, Killmonger and Black Panther was exactly the same. He had a great message to you know to help people. But he just went about it the wrong way. Right, right, right. For a second, like he won, I got confused and thought you meant Kilgrave. That's who I saw when you said Killmonger. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Um, no, no, no. Like, he won the... Killmonger won the moral argument. Right. But, you know, he was doing the wrong thing. So I kind of feel like they're winning the moral argument, you know, just based on the one thing that we know about them at this point. Like, they're yeah. winning the moral argument, but maybe they're going about it the wrong way. So um, I, I like that that there's nuance to it. You know, I like that there's nuance to these, to these organizations. That's what I enjoy most when, when politics is nuanced in shows and not just like, well, these are the things that 
are, we agree with. So we're just going to make the show all about this. I like when they actually like bring up these polit- political things and have discussions about the gray areas. And that's seems like what this might be. Cause like you said, destroying all borders, maybe not, but like reaching across your border and seeing your fellow man as a human that does has deserves uh, life and liberty, like maybe so, you know, like, yeah. Um, and, and aid possibly like, well, we'll see, we'll see where they go with that. Um, okay. I say it's about time we turn towards the chat. You got anything else you want to touch on before we get there? Uh, I, I, I wonder, and this is a, this is a discussion that my wife and I had after watching it. Um, I wonder if Torres is maybe thinking about joining the flag smashers. Because the way that he brought it up to uh, to Sam was kind of like testing the water, seeing if my friend likes the idea of like, mm. you know, they say that they're looking or they want a world unified without borders. And, you know, he like kind of sneaks it in there of like, what do you think about that? You know, mm. and I don't I, I hear where you're going with that. I don't think we're there yet. I have a feeling he is genuinely just investigating them. Yeah, I do too. But That's how I feel about it, is that like, it could he's end investigating up it. But after watching it a second time, I was just like, ooh, that would be intriguing, though, to like have Sam have this friend who like gets into the organization because he believes in the message and like kind of has to be brought back from it. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely like that. think that could happen. I don't think he's there yet. I think he seems to actually just be investigating them, but... Like maybe as we learn more, I could absolutely see even Falcon like being pulled to that side, especially if we find out that the Captain America or whoever they're setting up with Captain America ends up being like, you know, dirty in some way or corrupt. Right. Um, yeah. Like, like in the flag smashers, if, if he, if there's a fight between the flag smashers and the captain and captain America, I can absolutely see Sam Wilson at some point choosing the side of the flag smashers to protect them. If captain America is doing things that they shouldn't be, um, right. Or their, or his team or whoever, whoever's on that side of things. Hmm. You think captain America has powers? Did they perfect the serum? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so, but it could it could very easily be something like uh, like what Blonsky got in the Incredible Hulk, mm. to where he's you know a little bit enhanced, but not quite to the level that Cap was. He was pretty dang enhanced in that movie. He was well, so good. <laughs> I mean, the first injection, not the second one. <laughs> yeah, well, it was still enhanced, but a little different. Yeah, uh, a little, yeah. little darker. But also, it seems like the Flag Smashers have some sort of a uh, super strength. At they least. do. There, there's at least that one. The, yeah, that that guy's a super dude. Are we like what is what is he? What are we putting on the board, Matt? What are we doing? Mm, probably is he a winter soldier? Probably one of the big three. It, um, oh man. <laughs> yeah. We still didn't get that scene. I, we didn't even, we didn't get Falcon Winter Soldier meeting yet, which I find crazy. I'm very yeah. I'm very bummed about it. I want I want <sighs> No, you know what? I like it. I they, there's there's the thing. They they had their own lives and they're they're living right. them separately. Like of course they're not living together. We we, we saw them in winters in uh, in Civil War. Like I hate you. Just like just really like jabbing at each other. Like, can they move the seat up? I didn't no. expect them to be roommates, uh, Jeff. I'm just yeah. saying like I'm just saying like it's they like they got bunk beds and they're just like right. Yeah, they they share a room. It's like stepbrothers except them. Um, you know. 
I was just kind of expecting uh, by the end of the first episode they might like encounter each other. I like though that Bucky was you know in when he was talking to his therapist, she was like, "You're ignoring the text from Sam." Mm-hmm. Like we know that Sam is trying to reach out to him, so like there's they're they're trying or Sam at least is trying to Connect. have some sort of interaction uh, and connection with him, but it's all on Bucky and, and him retracting into his own little world and that personal hell that he's having to live through. Like it's, it's such great. There's so much gritty emotion to it. Like if they just went with like, Oh yeah, they're friends. They meet on Thursdays, you know, like it might, it might've felt contrived for sure. I like, for sure. I like how they're doing it. I, I, I will like say, it. especially with the slow burn aspect of that, this feels so much like the defender series. To me, it does like the very first episode just feels so much like a Netflix Marvel show, um, which is amazing. Way higher production value. Yes. The Netflix Marvel show. Well, at a certain point, I feel like it felt a lot like a Netflix Marvel show after the first 15 minutes. Like the first 15 minutes were like, let's show a huge spectacle. And then after everything after that was pretty contained. Um, so, I don't know. Before we get to the uh, to the chat, we're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be back with lots of live feedback. Right after this ad, we have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> nice, J. Scotty. You got that low tone. Uh, let's bring, yeah, let's bring J. Scotty in. How you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic. How's everything in the chat? It's been quite a lively chat. Uh, it's been interesting. You know, I, I tried to participate in as many of the WandaVision uh, live streams as possible. So it's just interesting seeing the difference between these shows, what kind of uh, different con- conversation and theorizing it's already encouraging. Really, really inter- interesting to see the difference there. Sweet. I yeah. can't wait to hear what people are saying. What, what, what you got? Well, yeah, right off the bat, uh, we'll start off with uh, L. Dimshar. We talked about that bombastic opening action sequence. Uh, he said, Wing Shield is something I never knew I needed until they gave us Wing Shield. Yes. Oh awesome. my god. The way that the wings came together looked like the old like it had the shape of the old cap shield, except it was like mm. full body. And like I freaking loved it. I loved that they did that. It looked so cool. Yeah. The the wings are awesome. And he's got experience with a shield, so that's true. Yeah. I wondered <laughs> if like there's an AI thing happening there or if that's all uh, him making those movements because, like, that's kind of faster than a bullet, you know. They did talk about ha- having Stark Tech mixed in with his suit, yep. so I wondered if some of that yep. was like his wings are extra protective. His wings are his version of Doctor Strange's cloak, you know. <laughs> They're like doing their own thing, like <laughs> flipping yeah. down when he needs them. It, it'd be cool if we could get like uh, Red Wing to have some like audio capability, so it would almost kind of be like that telepathy that uh, Falcon had with Red Wing in the comics. They could kind of yes. almost recreate that and have like a new version of Friday or Jarvis for us as well. Ooh, yeah. yeah but they, you know, uh, the the audio component that I would love to have for Red Wing, especially with him being a little AI uh, drone, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, I would love to have like almost like an R two D two aspect. Like, like, he just does the beeps. That'd be and, cool. A little more bird like. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like R two D two, but a little more bird like. Yeah. Like, I would love that. I would love if would if, so if he like landed on his like cooed as he lands on his back or whatever. Like that'd be so good. <laughs> 
or like when it. he's like red wing get him off our ass and then red wing does the thing and he's like good job buddy and like, yeah, like, exactly lands on his back like, dude like the happy beeps i'm sorry they're leaving money on the table he could be yeah, the new baby yoda right right he's the new baby yoda is red wing, red wing is the new right. baby yoda. <laughs> start the marketing campaign right now let's, let's start yeah, some put memes. it on the board we need some memes that are like you know baby yoda baby groot or red wing who you choosing who you choosing yeah like get that poll going <laughs> <laughs> oh man also let me see about red wing mvp right like mvp he like he has a higher kill count than anyone on the show at this point right <laughs> like red wing is currently like in the lead for most kills that's crazy you know, I, I like, you know, thinking back on it, I like that you bring up uh, Baby Yoda because there was that one uh, one shot that felt very Mandalorian in that Sam flew under the, the helicopter, like turned around and shot the guy with the cable and yanked him out of the out of the oh, chopper yeah. and then just like okay. cut the cord. And I'm like, that guy's fucking dead. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot He's of there's a lot of death in that first scene. And yeah, uh, yeah. And Red Wing did most of it. That's crazy. He took two <laughs> helicopters, two full two of the helicopters by himself. Yep. By himself. <laughs> Get it, Red Wing. Get it, Red Wing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, tr- transitioning to something a little more poignant here. Uh, a couple people called this out, but I noticed uh, Haley Hobbs, first and foremost, she said, Bucky sleeping on the floor is a total callback to Winter Soldier when Cap and Sam are talking about their beds feeling like marshmallows. And that's such a oh, good yeah. call out. Yeah. It's going to sink right through to the floor. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love the deep, hot, wet continuity. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Batrock the Leaper, you know, right. that, yeah. that's another another thing from the Winter Soldier that has just <laughs> followed through into this. I was saying how much this felt like the Winter Soldier and there was the music and the title opening and all this stuff felt very much like the Winter Soldier. And also Batrock is the first fight. Um, well, yeah, it, <laughs> it starts with our, our titular hero in mm-hmm. an aircraft diving out without a parachute mm-hmm. doing a mission to stop Batrock the Leaper like it, it was doing very a mission to stop Batrock the Leaper oh my god <laughs> yeah. we got there we um, got there guys <laughs> also uh, when he I, 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 Muzzy said it I think in the, during the live watch as Batrock leapt out of the helicopter as it exploded he's like he oh, lives yeah. to leap again <laughs> he lives, lives to leap That's another great. day yep <laughs> which is great because like so many of the heroes Throughout the Marvel stuff, die in their first appearance or their second Villains. appearance. Sorry, sorry, you yes, said heroes. I did say heroes. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just revealed how I feel about all these movies. Um, yeah, you really did. <laughs> it was. It's been mad all along. It's been mad all along. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, a little bit of feedback that's a little more critical, not super critical, but Jake uh, came in saying that he felt the episode was a little predictable. He and his mate guessed the Winter Soldier twist almost immediately, but overall it was great action throughout, and it's awesome to see these characters be fleshed out. Looking forward to seeing them finally meet up. So. Mm-hmm. He, he, he got me beat, because I did not... I was so thick on that Winter Soldier twist reveal. I was so thick. And not in I... like a thought way, but like a... <laughs> like brain way. Dense. Dense I was dense, brain. right. Dense. Dense is a better word for it. <laughs> I, I know if I'm Sam, my, my first words to Bucky are going to be like, hey, why'd you leave me on red, man? Not cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Uh, when the doctor checked uh, his phone and saw that Sam had been texting him and he never responded. Mm-hmm. 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 
Yep. Uh, well, speaking of the doctor, we got Muzzy, uh, Nathaniel Muzzy coming in saying he wonders if the doctor could end up being a riff on Faustus from the comics. Ooh, I saw somebody Faustus. mention that. The doctor. I don't know anything about Faustus. I don't remember much of anything about the doctor. Like, hell, I didn't even know about Torres until I was like, I, I feel like there's probably something there. And like, get it, gave it a quick goog. And I was like, oh, shit, I have to read all these comics now. <laughs> Good thing we got Marvel Unlimited. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say it sounds too much like Mephisto to believe. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anything about Faustus either, but Faust is there. and I, Put I think it we're, on we're... the board. <laughs> Mephaustus confirmed. Put it on the board. Oh, wait. Faustus. Fa- uh, there, was, there was something in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with, with Faustus, right? Fenoff? I don't know. It was Agent Carter? I think it was Agent Carter. Oh, yeah. Dude, that does sound... Vaguely familiar, but I don't know. I don't remember. Okay, uh, what else you got, Jay Scott? Yeah. All right, moving on here. Nathaniel Muzzy again. Uh, I noticed he pointed this out in the in the live watch, but great catch with the Uncle Sam double meaning. Mm-hmm. He's Uncle Sam. Good see, yep. Good to see him get a little uh, FaceTime with the family there, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Haley Hobbs coming back in with, uh, do we think Bucky's denying he's having nightmares because they're actually memories? Oof. Yeah. Mm. I, I I think that was confirmed with uh Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yori's son. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean it's it's one of those things that like when you when you feel isolated and when you feel like you're dealing with something that somebody else would just completely not understand and you can't trust them to understand it, you just clam up and mm. you know, he's dealing with that that immense weight of all of the shit that he's done. He just doesn't want to talk about it. He's like, I'd rather just drink myself to sleep on the floor than, uh, than talk about it with somebody. And like, I get it, you know, it's, it's rough. I, I mean, you know, I haven't been like a cryogenically frozen soldier throughout <laughs> time before, but like, you know, we've all dealt with, <laughs> with, with rough things and, and not wanting to talk to anybody about it. But like, you got government mandated help, man, accept it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that I mean, and it's his his, the area he comes from, too. Like we're a little more accepting of help these days, but still not enough. There's still a there's still a stigma around like accepting mental uh, like therapy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really any help strong for that. Yeah. 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 Um, But he definitely should open up uh, unless we find Uh, out she's Faustus, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, then he was just doing the right thing. thing there. Good job. Yeah. Well. I love the little catch that he struck up a, a a friendship with Yori, and you know, initially my my assumption was you know this was an old 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 person that he could re- relate with just based on war experience and whatnot. But right. yeah. there was that subtle little line where Yori says, "All right, we can go to lunch, but no talking." And like, mm. that's, it's just kind of nice to see sometimes it's, sometimes just to have another person there, even though he's he's obviously got all this baggage, you know, yeah. just having that human connection. Yeah, yeah, just having somebody to sit beside. It's also the kind of person that he is. Like we talked about it earlier, he's had mm. very few lines in all the movies. This, he probably talked more in this than ever, and so mm-hmm. like that—that's the kind of person he would connect to. Not only are they like from his time and have the same interests, but also like kind of the, the quiet type that isn't going to be too bothersome with all this chitter chatter. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And God, just the—I—I I feel like I. Uh, <laughs> I, I 
I understand how Yori and, and Bucky feel in that moment of like, you know, I just want to sit beside somebody just to know that I'm sitting beside somebody. Cause like this whole pandemic and the, uh, mm. the isolation from it is like, I mean, like you posted on Facebook, you, Hey, remember hugs? Like, <laughs> yeah. You remember, you remember what it's been like or what it's like to have, like touch another person? Like, holy crap. Yeah. It's, it's been a, a long time. It's a rough time. And like, mm-hmm. that's all I want is to like go to a restaurant and sit down next to, you know, all of my friends and if only, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soon. Uh, well, Soon. Yeah. This is a good opportunity. Uh, I know I've seen our breeze Rob in the chat. He's kind of been hitting me with a lot of late feedback. So it's been kind of tough to pilfer through all of that, but I'll go ahead and uh, hit one of his. He says, uh, I love how the MCU is starting to take and take and make mental issues normal to talk about mm. when the therapist told him it's easy to shut down and hard to get out of it. As a vet, I've shut down before in communities like this and friends and family help. So I love that this is, I love that about this episode. Yeah. Really good to get mm. that perspective. Excellent. Excellent. Absolutely. Like, Thanks Rob. I'm glad that we've got a, you know, that, that vet perspective on it because, you know, not being a vet, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm speaking for them in that like, yeah, it's great to have that representation, but like, I kind of feel a little bit validated or not validated, vindicated in that, you know, mm. <laughs> that I do have somebody that's just like, yes, it is nice to talk about because like, you know, trauma from being a veteran is a really big thing. I mean, we saw it in, uh, in the Punisher series. It's a huge deal. And I am glad that, I mean, hell, like, Ooh, man, think about it. Like WandaVision, the big bad of WandaVision was grief. And then in this, it looks like, you know, it looks like trauma of some sort or like troubled past. I, I don't know what to call it, but like that kind of trauma is is seeming to be the, the demon of at least half of our hero. And loneliness. And there's a lot of things the that he's dealing yeah. with. That's the thing. I think that's why I connected so much with uh, Bucky in this episode is there's a lot going on internally. Um, and not that nothing's going on internally with Falcon. There's definitely a lot. Uh, with him dealing with like resisting the shield and everything, but like most of his problems, we, both with his family and uh, with with the world, were very external. Like things he's fighting, things he's trying to solve. Um, but like Bucky just has so much that he's like that they've just piled on oh, him mentally that we're watching man. him go through. I just thought about this. Um, so Sam, uh, Sam was talking about like with his with his sister Sarah um you're not going to you're not going to sell our family's legacy like the the business with the boat and um and the fishing mm. whatnot like that's his family legacy he doesn't take up the shield because it's a legacy there's a legacy tied to it that he doesn't feel worthy of and then Bucky is worried about the legacy that he's leaving behind of all of the death and destruction in his wake and all of the, the bad people he set up. Like the show is about what legacy you're leaving behind and what you as a hero leave behind. Mm, I, I love it. I like that. Um, I also think with the, the drawing that comparison with Falcon, I also think it's about his identity possibly um, as a person because like, you're right. He resists the shield. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want that legacy because he doesn't feel like he can live up to it. But he's fighting for his parents' legacy, 
um, yep. which means like he's it, it's about who he's the legacy he's choosing to live up to. It's not so much the legacy he's leaving, but the legacy he's choosing to embrace and become part of. Um, and right. he at this point either because he doesn't feel worthy of it or whatever, he's like going back to his roots and he's like, no, I, this is who I'm meant to be. You know what I mean? Like I'm meant yeah. to be a part of this, like this family legacy that I've grown up in. Um, and, 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 and like, yes, I'm an Avenger, but like, I, 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 it's almost like I, pl- I plan to be on this boat one day though. Right. Like I'm going to hold on to this boat right. in this house. Um, Cause that's the, that's the, you can't be an Avenger forever. I'm going to fall back to this. Right. Boat. And that's the future I see for myself. Yeah. Um, and, and then, but he they can't, he can't see himself as Captain America yet. And so Man. what, what is that saying? God, the show is so damn deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot going on already. Um, and I think with five freaking more episodes of this, and if they're all this long, that's so much, it's just so much content. I'm so excited. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Anything else from the chat, Jay Scotty? Well, we got uh, Katie Rose Button had uh, quite a few good comments, but I'd re- be remiss if I did not give her credit for uh, Dollar General America. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katie Rose. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, I said I would check before we finished if anybody, see if anybody sent in a, a thirst voicemail. A thirst mail, if you will. Yeah. I think Katie Rose Button in the chat has been like kind of the conductor. Of the, the, the <laughs> thirst train, the thirst train conductor. Yep. yep. And dig it. While, while you're pulling up that voicemail, I did want to, while we're on the subject of new cap, I did want to uh, point out Nathaniel, uh, I believe it's Malinar, um, Malinar his yeah. comment here. Yeah. We have no reason to dislike this new cap. Maybe the, dislike the people that gave him the shield. I'm thinking they should set him up to be a good guy who's just doing the job he was given. Maybe at the end, Walker will give the shield to Sam. I like that. You I know, in the... Yeah, I always like the shades I, of gray. I am feeling right now like they're setting us up for this sort of like. I mean, they're they're clearly setting us up to dislike this guy, even though we, like I, I said the same thing, Nathaniel. Like I had no, I, we have no reason to uh, dislike him <laughs> at all. But like, yeah, I felt like that as soon as but I saw. He's got I was that like, punchable face. He's got that punchable face, and we all just want Sam to be Cap. Um, but you know this. That, I think this show is going to be about him taking on the legacy of Cap and like becoming Captain America. Um, I think. Well, I, I think there's another there's another question in there of like, if he takes on the mantle of Captain America, does he lose his identity as himself? Like he's had this identity built up as Falcon, and like that's his hero persona. It, does he want to be known as Captain America? Because like. You know, knowing how, knowing how Americans are, uh, or just knowing how people are and how much people suck, like they would just call him, "Hey, look, it's Black Captain America," uh, instead of like, <laughs> instead of it being that. like, "That's Captain America." It's you know the same way when when Jane Foster took up the mantle of Thor in the comics, they're like everybody tried to call her Lady Thor, female right. Thor, whatever. Like, no, no, that's the Mighty Thor. Right, 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 right. right. Um. I th- I, th- I think you're definitely uh, you're, you're you're hitting on some definitely interesting points, but the I, I do think there's something they're playing with something with like I said with his identity and like what does mm-hmm. taking up the shield mean when he's he's just he's like a he's a 
like whatever a poor fisherman's son from New Orleans, what does it mean for him to ascend to Captain America? And like, does right. what parts of his identity does he lose? Um, and what parts of his identity does he hold on to? And how can he do both and things like that? Like, I think they're going to play with those ideas. And I like that a lot. I think it's really interesting. Uh, it's just interesting character stuff that uh, they're okay. definitely setting up. All right. Uh, just the last few comments here, just given the political um, nature of the show, we got a few politically charged comments. I'll kind of couple together here. Um, Melissa <laughs> said she put it in the Facebook chat, but Marvel is really leaning into making us hate government ag- agencies in, in phase four. <laughs> and then uh, Nathaniel Muzzy again, he said uh, he has to disagree with Matt about the show not being racial. The, the loan officer, or maybe this particular part of the show not being racial, the loan officer thinks that he... He knows Sam from football. That's subtle, but direct racism. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I I did not catch that at all. Um, Yeah, good call. Totally good call. Get your head out of the sand, Matt. (laughs) Sorry, I missed that. I just just thought of it as celebrity. I don't watch sports, okay? Yeah, same. (laughs) I guess that means it's time to move on. On a a lighter note here, uh, Waterfall Angel Sharon is uh, hitting us with... uh, Bucky talking about online dating. I just picture him getting drunk one night and it being like <laughs> explicitive. Let's check this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, that's funny. I guess. I guess it's about rap. That's about a rap, guys. Thank you, Jay Scotty, for keeping keeping an eye on the chat. If you guys want to join us for the live watches and the live chats, every Friday morning during Falcon Winter Soldier, we're going to be doing uh, these live watches. Uh, we do 8 a.m. We watch it on Scener so everybody can watch together. And we have a live chat, so uh, that's Scener.com slash StrandedPanda. Um, I'll put these links in the show notes. And then we do uh, a live podcast on Twitch, which is how you can participate in the uh, live discussion while we do this. And then I edit it all down. It goes up audio and video, generally the same day. So uh, we'll be doing this every Friday. And every Monday, we'll be doing a feedback and discussion cast as well. So so much stuff to follow along. And we generally do that at 7 p.m. on Mondays on Twitch. But sometimes we do daytimes if if uh, certain things are, are afoot. <laughs> Basically, if you can if you can get me to break in the middle of my work day, that and if I'm in Dallas or not, because <laughs> generally if I'm in Dallas, I'm uh, I try to reserve my evenings to hang out with Alyssa. Jay Scotty, thank you for your first time producing. You're the best. Thank you, Jay Scotty. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you're working on that you want to plug? Uh, well, you can always follow me at uh, Jay Scotty for real, just like uh, you see here in the uh, in the Twitch stream. And then uh, I've actually got a, uh, a show in the works called uh, Animation Deliberation. Uh, myself and fellow panda Zuhair have been tackling Young Justice. So I know this is Marvel, but uh, Ooh, I know Justice we got some people that one. got... Exactly, yeah. Young Justice is some of the finest uh, uh, animated content and, and finest com- comic book material I've ever had the opportunity to watch and cover. So uh, we will be uh, launching the roll of that, rollout of that here shortly. So uh, stay tuned to stranded panda and myself uh for all that wonderful stuff and again thank you guys for having me on it's a really exciting opportunity to to officially participate in one of my favorite podcasts uh for the first time so thanks brother that's very kind of you get your lips off my ass chase (laughs) (laughs) all right and on that note peace until next time true believers thank you for joining us for the marvel cinematic universe podcast 
available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.